1: Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about digital addictions, video addictions, internet addictions are often overlooked. And it's because acceptance of society is placed on using these devices. It has become our best friend. It has become our companion. It has become everything is at our fingertips. Someday it'll probably be in our, uh, 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 some kind of lens attached to our eyeballs so that we don't even have to carry them around with us. But technology addictions often go unnoticed by anybody that loves you. Uh, Because it looks like that individual is is engaged. They're doing something important, like some work-related task on their device. And when in reality, they're just hiding behind the screen. And they're just doing something stupid that they like to do for themselves. And, and, And when a technological problem actually comes forward, it's noticed as often as being viewed as an imminent risk. You know, like an addiction to alcohol or drugs, because not only is it more acceptable, but it's also not viewed as being acute or deadly. However, these things do change our programming in our mind. You know, B.F. Skinner did experiments on rats. And what he basically did was invent Las Vegas because what he did is teach the video industry, the technological industry, the news industry, and everything that we are addicted to, everything that we love to watch on a continuous basis, especially if you're 80 years old and have nothing better to do. They were and/or a teenager who's bored, um, they're going to be trained to be addicted to these uh, technologies. And the reason that that happens is very simple. You give a rat, if the rat pulls a lever and it gives it a big, big piece of candy or big piece of food, the rat's going to pull the, hand, the, the lever again and another big piece of food comes out. Then it does it again and does that and then another big piece of food. Now, What Skinner realized that if I give the rat uh, a treat when they first pull the lever, that's great. Now they pull it again, they're gonna get another treat. And then I pull it again, they'll get half a treat. And then they pull it again, they'll get no treat. And then all of a sudden he discovered that the rat keeps pulling the lever over over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until it finally gets a treat. And guess what? That's called addiction. And that is how our technology, how our media is built. This is a multi-trillion dollar industry. The other multi-trillion dollar industry is divorce. However, this one in particular invades nearly every part of every family, every home, every child, every person on this planet. Struggles in some part with what BF Skinner discovered is called intermittent rewards. And that is what we all starve for. That is what we look for. That's how corporations bait you into working 60 hours instead of 40 by leaving you in an ambigu- ambiguousness after they praised you, then leave you with ambiguity and limbo. And then they give you a reward a little bit later on. And then you keep working 10 times harder throughout the year, giving them twice as many hours as what they paid you for because you have learned, like a lab rat, how to get seek rewards in this life rather than do what's right. So technology is training our brains to live for those reward systems. And those reward systems have turned us all into a bunch of rats. So now if we have savants living in this planet, guess what's gonna happen to them? We're gonna attack the hell out of them because they think differently than the lab rat, and the lab rat has to make sure that all lab rats think alike, and that is called the American government. So, you know, as we make our way through life, we have to understand that technology addictions can be extremely dangerous and contribute to various neurological, pathological, and social problems. In extreme cases, digital addictions can even be fatal. You know, because if you're going to play a video game, you've got to accommodate how to play the video game. That means lots of different people are going to be playing that game and trying to force you to play the game, especially if they do it in packs like people do around the world as a gang. They all play together. And so they're teaching each other how to be a part of the gang in the video game. So we're programming ourselves even in that kind of environment. Not that we don't do in a classroom or anywhere else. We all continue to groom each other to be what we want each other to be. Although fatally uh, uh, resulting uh, from a digital uh, addiction, what we also do is use things like Facebook and TikTok and Instagram to also create drama and soap operas. And doing that, what we do is we make drama in people's lives and we make them victims, and that is called cyberbullying. And that's another form of candy that people love to play because they can sit in their bedroom and destroy a person's life while they're laying in bed, nearly going to sleep, or in a drunk stupor, or on drugs, or all of the above and they get entertainment by messing up people's lives because digital technology is intrusive and it's in the moment, it's in the second, it's in the millisecond that things can happen. And we all have to understand that if we're living with everything at our fingertips, we are becoming lazier and lazier and safer and safer. And the safer we get, the more dangerous we get because we get in our head. And that is where our world is going to self-destruct. We don't have to earn anything because technology teaches that everything can be at your fingertips. And if it's not, you're going to complain about it. So the bottom line is we, the lab rats, have learned how to be rats and we're really, really good at rats. And so, you know, as our culture evolves, technology is not conducive towards education. It's conducive to conformity, which in another word is called communism, which is I'm going to have one person tell me how to live, and I'm going to have to abide by it, whether I like the rules or not, because there's going to be punishment for not doing what they want me to do, like our wonderful woke culture has trained us all to be. We have to walk on eggshells because we don't know if from one minute to the next anything we say or do is going to offend somebody who's going to create an opera, an aria, or a Broadway production over anything that any human being does that may or may not be offensive in any given second, millisecond moment. You know, technology addictions have also uh, created a lot of mental health problems and exacerbated and is contributing to our anxiety, our depression, our attention deficit, hyperactive disorders, as well as other things. Technology addiction calls for impatience, and that means that we expect, 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 and when our expectations like losing a video game or not getting a person emailing you back immediately or texting you back on the second, on the fly, now those expectations aren't being met. I'm going to go into anxiety and depression because where are you? What are you going to do? I'm going to GPS track you because I don't know where you are in this given moment, and I'm supposed to control your life. You see, we have learned to have to try to control everything, and if you want to study the diagnostic manual for mental health, not that people do that anymore because there's so many various uh, uh, woke uh, mental disorders that have been created. But in the bottom line, is in the in the in the bottom line, if you think about it, every man-made diagnosis in the mental ha- uh, manual, D- mental diagnostic manual of mental health, DSM five basically comes down to the need to control things you can't control. So I'm gonna be depressed because of that. So all the symptoms of depression like laying in bed or whining or crying or never doing anything or procrastinating is all gonna be how I cope with things I cannot control anxiety, which is called fear, which fear can run your life. It is the core of all anxiety-based mental diagnoses, living in fear instead of faith. So if I'm going to live in fear, I'm going to live in my head concocting all kinds of hypotheses and catastrophizations. And so yes, our technology is teaching us catastrophizations are important because we're going to highlight all the worst possible things could happen in this world we're going to take it down to the 0001% and we're going to advertise that as to be expected across all of humanity and so what happens is we gravitate to those 0001% stories and make that our narrative about life And that, my friends, is how the wonderful woke culture has also taken over our politics, taken over our city councils, taken over our school districts, taken over pretty much everything because they figured out about 30 years ago that if they're going to have a voice, they need to take over everything politically so that we will do what they want us to do. So that's what's happened, and now we all whine about it. Pretty stupid because we actually elect these turds. So you know in technology they've used that and they've weaponized technology to groom all of us lab rats into doing what we're supposed to do or being punished by not being rewarded for what we're not doing and and when we do bad things we are going to get a lot of negative rewards for that one So, you know, in the United States, there's currently no clinical diagnosis for technology addiction, and it's not uh, mentioned in the Diagnostic uh, Manual of Mental Health. And so, you know, the closest such diagnosis classified by the American Psychiatric Association is internet gambling disorder. Yes, which is very similar to what B.F. Skinner trained us all to be, lab rats, responding with a lever, seeking a reward and when it's not coming we're going to hammer on that that lever until we finally get another reward you know despite the lack of of conscientiousness you know in the diagnostic criteria we have to understand that the digital addictions are are various studies that provide practical considerations and signs that the digital addictions actually do affect us as human beings because they distract us from seeking real knowledge. What they create is the need for bias knowledge, bias research, because our media is filled with bias research because our wonderful woke people want us all to be brainwashed to think that is normal. And so, guess what? It's becoming normal because they are the media they love and they're the government and they're going to punish us if we do not do what they're supposed to do. They are going to knock us out of society until we have no voice and just shut the hell up and live in the desert and never say a thing because they have taken over and the media and digital technology has grown so rapidly that nobody in this world can stop it and it has warped us all into thinking that this is normal, this is the way to live. Unfortunately, digital technology has been weaponized and so will AI, AI will take over Because we will allow it because we are so dependent and so lazy and so mediocre and so lacking in the desire to survive because we're so comfortable. We, if you dropped us in the middle of the jungle, probably by the majority, none of us would live simply because we're so dependent on digital technology. So our conscientiousness, our need to control things that we cannot control, gets exacerbated. Because guess what? Your phone is going to do whatever you tell it to do. If you tell it, I want this certain kind of information, that's what you're going to get. So that creates a narrative bias research creates a narrative and that's what digital technology creates and bias research and narratives destroy your mental health if you want to know what wisdom is it's actually seeking someone that doesn't have your same opinion so that you actually learn that other people on this world may have truths that may actually contribute to something better that's called evolution but that means you have to step out of the box of everybody telling you what you want them to hear, what you want to hear, and actually seek wisdom that is beyond you. We don't do that in our universities—Harvard, uh, Stanford, all these crazy ass places that are paid multi-billion dollars to educate our kids—are all stuck full of people who want you to think like they do, and you're going to be punished if you don't. They have all convinced everybody that Palestine is the way to live. It is incredibly stupid. However, that is the world we live in, and that's what digital technology is doing because it moves faster than human evolution. And so digital technology is becoming more and more dependent because it does what you tell it to do. It seeks the knowledge you want it to do, and it validates you as a human being that you are right you are correct that's what it does it makes you self-validate which makes you feel like a narcissist always correct and you can actually show people any kind of knowledge and any kind of research to prove yourself correct because we have that at our fingertips it's sad but we as people are learning to not relate, and now digital technologies and taken a greater form. If you look at what Apple's doing, they're sticking these goggles in your face to actually create the reality that you want to create, and so we are once again self-validating ourselves with technology. And the sad part is, is that we actually believe our own crap. And that, my friends, teaches us not to do what has evolved our human race over time, which is called Socratic learning. That is when the philosophers would sit on the steps of the Acropolis in Greece and actually would share different thoughts about the same topic, and they would learn from each other. That is how great education works. It is a debate where people hear different people's points of view and actually understand that the world does not revolve around my ass, which would be a wonderful thing for all of us to come to grips with. The great thing is to understand that Socratic learning helps us all share and evolve. But that takes a very deep and very original type of person to seek that kind of knowledge because people that are original thinkers in this day and age are going to be attacked for thinking differently than they're supposed to. You're not woke, so I'm going to destroy you. We did the same thing in the 50s, you know, where we basically destroyed any kind of media that had to do with communism. We did the same thing to that. We attacked the hell out of it until we diminished it. And over time, it basically destroyed that part of us, which actually had some relevant thoughts to it. Not that communism is correct, but it has relevant thoughts. And we all need to integrate that kind of stuff. So nowadays, the woke culture has reversed and it's made all of us human beings that have lived a normal life, like living on a farm or something like that, as if we are freaks. We are the freak show and they are the norm. It's really unfortunate. Compulsive technological use and experiencing cravings and urges to use digital devices is something that we are all learning is the normal way to live. And and continuing to use digital devices is never going to stop. That is something that we love. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back.
2: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
0: Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching Or 951-818-7856.
2: Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year while her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth now dr connie is sharing what she's learned joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own tune into the widow's walk thursdays at 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel
0: That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Everybody, We're talking about digital addictions. It's called bite Me, B-Y-T-E, by the way. So I don't know if you uh, probably, if you have children, you really, really understand this, is that taking a kid off a game, a video game, and getting them off of their video game is like taking crack from a crack addict. It is horrible. It's become the most popular than ever before. And it's available not only to consoles and computers, but it's in your phone and some and your iPads and your other thing, your other forms of technology. Some of today's most popular games is Fortnite, World of Warcraft, League of Legends, uh, uh, Minecraft, Roblox, and others. And so part of what makes uh, Rec Room, by the way, is the new one that's coming out that all these kids are are attracted to like crack. You know, part of what makes gaming too addictive is it's built-in rewards, hidden features, and it has people people, friends, that are playing it all over the world. That means your kid has friends all over the world, and that could be a good thing, and that could be a bad thing. The problem is there's no lifeguard. They're their own lifeguards, and they're kids. And kids don't play well sometimes. And so that means that some kids are going to use the game to win, and that means they're going to destroy other people and what they do to make themselves look better. So cyberbullies love video games because they can destroy other people all over the world. And who wouldn't want to do that if you have a bunch of anger issues? And that's what kids are. They need power. That's what kids want. They want what adults have, which is power. They want all of it, but none of the responsibilities. And that's what makes them kids. We as adults are supposed to learn what's called consequential thinking, unfortunately Over half the human race doesn't understand consequential thinking. That's why we're all going to be dead probably by 100 years from now, if not 10. Um, But the bottom line is consequential thinking is the differentiator. And what makes kids kids is not being consequential. So they're on video games. Uh, being their own lifeguard. And what happens is they guide themselves into learning how to cuss and learning how to, to talk about horrible things and how to do wonderful things. So parents are lazy and they love the new babysitter, which is the video game, because they are lazy and immature and stupid. They will let their kid play on this crap all day long, every day, rather than do their homework, watch something constructive, actually learn something, actually do their homework. They will let their kids do anything because they themselves, as adults, are probably doing the same thing in another form called social media. Now, social media platforms like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat are very addictive. And YouTube can also be grouped in that category. So every time an individual receives, you know, uh, by the way, I said Twitter, I mean X, uh, but, you know, every time a person receives engagement uh, via a like or a follow or a comment, their brain releases a really good little neurotransmitter called dopamine. And dopamine is what's in an antidepressant. And our brain manufactures it. Guess what? Our brain loves dopamine. Because that creates pleasure. You eat chocolate, you get dopamine. You know, we love pleasure. And that is a reward system that is very, very addictive. And so social media with validation creates enormous amounts of dopamine. And social media that attacks deplete your dopamine, and now you've gotta go seek more dopamine via social media, and that is the addiction, the negative and the positive. The reward system is the negative and positives that you get from it. So social media is another way that humans self-validate their importance. And guess who loves important self-importance more than anybody in this world? Politicians and actors. They all love self-validation, and of course, narcissists of any kind, or borderlines. Now, borderlines are a real mess. So the, another type of addiction is pornography and online gaming. Now, what is pornography doing today? Well, now the pornography's at your fingertips and not in dad's old Playboy or play, or mom's Playgirl magazine. Now that it's at your fingertips for free, it is something that is boring. So if I'm wanna watch people have traditional sex, that's pretty boring. If I'm gonna watch people giving blowjobs, that's pretty boring. Oh, you know what? S- sucking on boobs, that's pretty boring. Doing whatever, that's pretty boring nowadays. Now you gotta get somebody hanging up by some contraption and sticking something up their butt or whatever. Nowadays, it's gotta be something really kinky to get my attention because all that stuff is just normal, boring crap. It's kinda like watching uh, 1940s television. Now I gotta get something super, super stimulating and super addictive and guess what addiction to pornography means oh I might like some bisexuality maybe I should dress up as a woman. maybe I should get more validation about my sexuality so I should go out in the world and just try all kinds of weird and crazy crap and call myself a pronoun that's not the one that I was given man I should go get all this stuff because pornography gives us at our fingertips the most mundane crap and the most kinky crap And we wanna be a part of the kinky crap because that's a hell of a lot more exciting than traditional married sex. Married sex, yuck, that's pretty boring. So the destruction of the family, destruction of relationships, the respect for sexuality is out the door. Now it's the multi-billion, if not trillion dollar industry of sexual things that enhance your sexuality, you know, like if you're going to strap your balls up so you can get it up for the first time in 20 years, or, you know, if you got to have a vibrator because you haven't had an orgasm in forever, now all of these things are always been available, but now they're even more available at your fingertips, you just got to go into amazon.com and you can get whatever the hell you want to get yourself off. So bottom line, by the way, if you get on Facebook or any of these other technologies like Tinder or TikTok or whatever the one you're into, you can also get a prostitute in just about a half a second fast, or maybe even a hookup, which is even better because you don't have to spend any money. And yes, you might get some harm from your, especially if you're in an old marriage, they might bitch about it. But if it's a young marriage, they're probably used to it. Yes, sex is like a third most important thing when it comes to people getting married because of pornography. And guess who's addicted to it? Even your minister at at your church even your principal at your school they all there's addiction even your therapists they all have this because there are huge addictive properties to pornography and also people talk about sex left and right nowadays as if it's nothing especially on television especially if you like rap music they're going to talk about every kind of sex you can actually talk about you can't even turn on the radio without hearing a, a, a cuss word or something about sex Anymore, Your poor children, you know, while gambling disorder is a diagnostic addiction, it also is important to recognize that it is about getting treats. I need treats. I need reward systems. I need to pull that lever and think I have the magical power to win money. I have the magical power to be the greatest poker player ever on earth, be the greatest gambler. I could magically turn that slot machine into a moneymaker. That is magical thinking. And guess what Vegas does? It plays on that reward system to give you the thought that, yes, I can magically win this wonderful money. And if I just keep pulling the lever and dropping my money in the machine, I'm going to be magical enough to win even more. And yeah, you're going to hear the .001% people out there that always win $10,000 every time they drop a penny in a penny slot. But then those are few and far between. Those are very, very rare, but they love to self-promote. So those people think they are very powerful. Whenever they go to any casino, they can win any amount of money because they are the greatest gambler. Gamblers known on the earth however you have to understand that the odds are not ever in your favor if you're into gambling otherwise they would be out of business and why do the mormons and Donnie osman and all those people run vegas well because they're smart and they don't even care about the alcohol the drugs and all the crap that's in vegas what they care about is they're making a fortune and turning more people into mormons that's what they want to do So, you know, grab your Bible in your hotel room in Las Vegas and maybe do a little prayers and maybe you'll make more money because that's what they want you to think you should do. Now, online shopping addiction is also an issue, you know, and and that is a huge, huge problem because that's a compulsive buying. And what's really most important to understand is just like Costco allowed you to refund. Well, I can just go take it back. I could send this back to Amazon for free. I could take this back to Costco, and they'll take almost anything back. You see, just because they have the return policy allows people that have addictive behavior to buy, 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 buy as much as they can because they always have the option of refunding it. Sadly, most people fill their house full of garbage because of their compulsive buying habits, and Amazon.com has got our credit card debt through the freaking roof. And so we are building a mound of debt that is only going to be resolved by eventual bankruptcy or China buying our our country out, which it already has. So unfortunate, especially with the stupid old man we have in office and probably the next few stupid old people that we're going to have. By the way, you know, we've got two old codgers that running from for an erection. And basically, their erection is the idea that they can take over our country, tell us all how to live, and basically turn us into a bunch of lab rats that we already have been converted into. So now they can really run the rat show. You know, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but digital addiction is a problem, and it is a deeper problem than people would love to admit And so for those of us living in the world of technology, we need to get away from it and discover what relationships and conversations and real questions are. By the way, you can tell how intelligent a person is by their questions. Yes, by their questions, not their answers. Everybody likes to open their mouth and barf out whatever they think is correct. But the deal is questions. But questions are best solved in person, in relationships with each other, where there's a thing called respect. You know, unfortunately, the digital age does not allow us to respect each other unless we validate what each other thinks. Now, people that validate what you think are going to get all the respect in the world. That's why the MSNBCs and the NBCs and the CNNs of the world, they love to self-validate all their crazy ass people. Because that's how they make money. We're going to groom you all to be us. And so they do. Not that Fox News doesn't do the same thing, because of course it does too. You know, in the digital world, we find ourselves in total abstinence from technology is unrealistic, nor is it effective means of, of correction of the problem. But there's a consensus that absence from digital devices should not be the goal of treatment. You know, the deal is, you have to understand that if you're going to invite digital technology into being the major ingredient in your life, you're also inviting Mark Zuckerberg and everybody else that is involved in the running, uh, like Elon Musk or anybody else, they're going to have your information at their fingertips. Yes, the CEO of Google could actually know exactly what kind of pornography you like to look at. Exactly what kind of things and sick things that can get you in prison that you enjoy. Yes, they have the access to it because you're accessing it through their gateways. And if you don't understand that that is a thing called Big Brother, you're dead wrong because our government is so totalitarian and these whole these 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 woke ass people want everybody in prison that doesn't think like they do they're going to find that digital technology is their greatest friend and it is going to destroy you at any given moment because anything it, you put on digital media is not only quoted but it's time stamped and it's gonna be used against you at any point that you wanna step out in the world and actually have an opinion like I'm doing right here. And so the deal is that the digital world, we find ourselves you know, very addicted to technology because technology makes things easier and we're very impatient, very lazy people. But here's the real thing you need to understand. Anything hard makes your life easier. So that means you have knowledge in your brain that maybe even Google doesn't have, that you've actually gone into the world and done hard, and you are an expert in an area that people can seek you for. Unfortunately, we have turned Google into our doctor. We have tried to outthink the people that have done hard in this life because we love to attack smart people. Because God forbid they think differently than you. God forbid they actually have a new idea. God forbid that Galileo actually discovered that the world was round and in his entire lifetime until he was in his grave, nobody could actually realize that because the Catholic Church would not allow him to say that. Otherwise, he would actually lose his religion. So, you know, the deal is we as human beings are idiots because we are conformists and we love mediocrity so for instance in a corporation if your bottom fish if the people are out there live at home tend to their kids work three hours a week but make you think that they work 40 hours a week because if they've done one little thing we have actually established the baseline of what we are willing to hire the three hour a week take care of their kids lives at home does their work in their pajama bottoms and maybe nothing else probably has sex 50 to other times, probably staring at photography most of the day. And we actually will pay for that as a corporation. Now you're going to have a lot of bottom fish that say, look, they did this, they did that. Why can't I do that? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna make that $100,000 job and do nothing. You see, if we're gonna do that, we are setting the baseline of what people expect. And then guess what COVID did? Now that our education, our public education system is completely destroyed, not because not only because all the woke ass people have taken it over and want to convert all our kids into transvestites. But the other part of it is, is that uh, the, the other platforms like Black Lives Matter want us to think that that's the only thing that matters. And the world as itself is going to turn into a vacuum because we have allowed our education system to go down to the bottom common denominator where our kid doesn't even have the ability to go to college because they're so freaking stupid we have to lower the gate lower lower the threshold for them to get by so now all of us are having to pay twelve thousand fifteen twenty five thirty thousand eighty thousand dollars a year to get public education while we pay taxes for these schools that that tear up the minds of our poor the poorest kids in society all right We're going to take another break. We're going to come back and talk about technology addiction. So come back.
2: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area.
2: Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right-step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about technological addiction. And according to the American Journal of Psychiatry, internet addiction is a process-based addiction as opposed to a substance-based addiction. So this is important because, like a substance-based disorder, an overall disregard for negative consequences most characterize internet addiction, technological addiction, like sub, you know, planning and organizing your day around. Uh, spending time online, neglecting important relationships to spend more time online, being preoccupied with online activities even when away from the computer, spending large amounts of time online, denial of problems because we sit online. I'm not creating any problems because I'm online all the time. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you upset that I didn't wash the dishes? Why are you upset that I'm not sleeping? Why are you upset because I'm moody and foul temper? Why are you upset because I'm so defensive if I'm not playing my video game? Why are you upset because I don't even care about my children? You know why am I? Why are you upset because I didn't make it to the five course meal that you made for dinner? How could? How dare you? You know, like other types of addiction, the emotional rush experienced while on the internet plays a pivotal role and driving the addiction problem. You know, if you or someone you know struggles with controlling your time spent online, there's 10 ways uh, or more to to combat it. And we all need to understand that I've outlined 10 ways to do this, and so here they are. You wanna acknowledge the problem. First, I have a problem. I am addicted to internet. I am addicted to gaming. I am addicted to social media. I need to cut it out. So maybe you should cancel your account for a month and see if you can actually live with yourself. Maybe you should get off it and stay off it and understand that you can form what's called rugged individualism. Become your own human being. Become your own person, a thing Anne Rand wrote about when she wrote Atlas Shrugged. And these things are the foundation of what created our country, but we've gone away from that with digital technology. Uh, by the way, digital technology has also recreated the role of a man and the woman, and actually what a man is, even though a man is an XY and a woman is an XX, nobody really cares about that anymore because you can just dream of whatever you wanna be, and that's what you're gonna become. I'm a female today, and I wear purple colors, and I like makeup because that's who I am, and you need to call me me. Mrs. Instead of Mr. You know, we we love to redefine ourselves over and over and over again. It's kind of like going down to New Orleans and standing in the parade with whatever the hell you want to wear and calling yourself that 24 by 7. You know, it is crazy, but we have to acknowledge that we have an addiction, that we are losing our relationship with each other through technology. Also, Uh, 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 tapering your time on it gradually reducing the amount of time you spent online and actually replace it with relationships replace it with working out God forbid you actually take care of your body for once in your life. You think everybody likes to look at a potato? No, potatoes are not sexy, but the vast majority of the Americans in this world, at least, which you can always tell when you go to another country who's an American, are a bunch of fat ass potatoes. And we tend to love to live like that because we live on our technology. You know, the feeling, by the way, doctors more than anybody have recognized this as a problem. As a matter of fact, you know, what we would consider to be unhealthy uh, uh, before COVID has now become like 20 times great. You got to have 20 times more ingredients of unhealthy to be unhealthy nowadays. So there's feelings of sadness, there's fatigue, there's problems sleeping, irritability, the, the waiting and waiting and waiting to get online while you're sitting in your classroom. You know, the the gradual tapering allows the brain to wean off of the internet's effects and restore its natural, natural chemical balance. You know, as with any form of addiction, underlying emotional issues drive the need to escape from everyday life. That's called dopamine, and you can get that through video games, through social media, through any kind of contact, and it's right there in your phone at your fingertips. Have you ever thought of fasting? Have you ever met somebody who actually fasted for two to three days and actually discovered that they thought better, felt better because they fasted? That is because the brain, the body has a chance to actually get toxins out for the first time in your freaking life. You actually took a few days, drank some water, and actually got the toxins out of your body. You know, it's amazing when we take care of ourselves. However, What you have to understand is saying no to things that hurt you is called self-love. And we as people don't love ourselves as much anymore as we love to love other people and make other people more important than we are. That is, we think, the Christian thing to do. But what is the real thing to do is to fill your tank so you can fill other people's tanks with relationships, because that is what we all need, is relationship. Also, this creates a high level of stress. Technological addictions create enormous amounts of fear. Because they propagate all kinds of dramatic situations to make you pay attention and spend more money. They propagate all kinds of levers of pleasure reward systems and then taking the reward away from you and then reintroducing it to you at a later date so you'll keep pressing the lever. This is what we as people are learning to be. And this creates traumatic grief and loss when you finally lose all your house and your money to your gambling addiction or your stupidity of having to buy video games or Amazon.com, your $3,000 a month habit that makes you self validate yourself of how important you freaking think you are with your eight. Uh, layers of wardrobe that you have in your attic because you don't have enough room in your house to actually hold what you keep buying on Amazon. You know, people need self validation. They'll seek it in any way. If you're going to win at a video game, that's self validation. Now, you can be a complete turd at school. You can be a bully at school. You could be a total jerk. You can get in fights on the playground, but boy, they love me in the video game because I just shot 50 people in this game of Fortnite or whatever it is that you're playing that makes you shoot other people or steal cars because that's what we get to do in video games now i'm really good at that so guess what they want to do in real life the same crap disrespect other people because guess what if i kill a person a game they'll just re come back in again another form or they'll actually get up and have another life they think that's reality and we're training ourselves to live like this. We also have to set boundaries, which is called self-discipline. And if you can do that with your digital technology, you can do this with your alcohol addiction and your crack addict and your, and your heroin addict. If you learn self-discipline, you can actually apply it across the board in your life. So over time, internet addiction takes up increasing amounts of time as the brain goes more and more dependent on the chemical effects that come with being online. How many of you have your thirty-year-old male child, or even female—more likely a male—sitting on their ass in their parents' home and not getting married, and not having relationships, not even having sex, just being online? How many of you know? How many of you actually know people like that? I would probably tell you about eighty percent of you do, and it's really sad because that's addiction, and that is addiction preventing that person from developmentally entering, entering into a consequential, responsible state of life. Meaning, you drop their ass in the jungle and say, "Go make a life for yourself or die. Go figure it out." But our parents these days allow kids to be on these video games and in in social media. Uh, 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 grabbing onto each other in social media as if they're the most important people on the universe and understanding that they're not developing relationships and responsibility or understanding of what getting an education is. Just look at your state school. Look at your state school that used to be there for people that lived in your state. Now they're global universities. They are not universities for state-based kids. They're not there to make the education better for people in your state. They're there to make the globe support them. So everybody's ass from China and Mexico or wherever, South America, Europe, they're all coming here to your state school and paying the highest possible thing to pay for tuition to make your football team 10 times better. And guess what? None of us in the States are getting the education because we're all too stupid going to public school. And that's because technology is taking over and turning us into conformists. We are all learning how to be conformists. And if we as people don't come to grips with this, it is gonna run us into the ground until AI eventually runs the human race, which it's going to do very quickly if it isn't already. The other thing is to consider counseling. Counseling can teach you actually how to have a relationship because you actually have to have, God forbid, a conversation with another human being. However, now that we have the COVID crap where everybody's doing it very, very via video conferencing and Zoom, now that we're doing it that way, you can do it from your home, but at least you have a conversation with another human being for once in your life. You know, that's not a bad thing. Having a relationship with another human being is not a bad thing and counseling can offer you that kind of connection and that kind of insight. The other thing is if you wanna stop an internet addiction, you've gotta create a schedule. And that's a one, one of the ways of how to break internet addiction is scheduling time, doing different things that are very important to connectedness. And if you're going to be in a video game addiction with your child, that is also stupidity because that may be, oh, we, we have a relationship because we play a video game. Well, that's nice. That's great. That's like playing catch. Oh, we have a relationship because we play catch. No, that's not a relationship. You need to actually have a conversation. If you want to have your life have any meaning, you have to have relationships to do that. That means your life, as you suck it into a video game, is gonna mean nothing. Because you're just another idiot playing a video game. You're just another idiot in social media. You're just another idiot out there in porn addiction, sucking, you know, trying to figure out what's the next form of addiction I can form in this pornography. What's the next trick I can make so I can have another notch in my bed, you know, to claim that I did this or I did that. You know, we are so stupid. We have gotta get over this internet thing, and we've got to start learning how to have conversations, make relationships. Do we also have to, and that's the other thing, the people that grow up in urban communities that actually have relationships and conversations with each other, people in big cities can't stand that because they live in their virtual world. Their virtual world has become their world. And anybody that actually has a conversation, has a reality, has consequences to their thinking, lives in a community where people actually care about each other, like somebody in a church or anything like that. God forbid you can't be that. You can't be that because a big city life is a way to live. You can't have community. No, that means you can't be on the internet as much as you wanna be because you have to have friends. We just can't do that. You know, it's really sad, but we have to set device-free times. We have to have an alternative life that is not plugged into our smartphones and our internet and our video games. Otherwise, we are gonna destroy family. We are gonna destroy children. We are not gonna have children because we're so busy jacking off to whatever we're watching on pornography. You know, it's really sad, but this kind of stuff is invasive. It enters your home. You know, how can a woman compete with what you're watching on pornography? She can't. And you're pissed because she's mad at you for watching it? You're an idiot. You know, know, what about a woman being addicted to pornography? You want her looking at somebody else's dick all day long? Well, great. And what she could be doing with that instead of you? Well, great. Is that going to feel real gratifying? No. Why do we have this stuff entering our lives, entering and normalizing it as a part of life? It is stupid. We have to grow up and wake up and understand that as human beings, we are capable more than what we are doing. And technology is not going to do it for us. We need to use technology to better ourselves and evolve. That's what it's there for, not to buy time. And we're using technology to buy time, and that is not teaching us how to have relationships and accountability for each other, which means we're going to dehumanize each other just like we, just like a bunch of objects walking around. That's why most people can't stand people, because we're discovering we don't have to tolerate people. We can just live in our little computer world. And so... Living in your computer world means we don't have relationships, and if we have no relationships, we can destroy each other because we are worthless to each other. And that's what AI is going to do to us, and that's what technology is doing to us. So as a human being, as a human race, we have to learn to have better questions and be more interested in each other and in each other's lives and discover more primitive ways of interacting with each other and discover that with each other, we can learn from each other. That means more. Um, everybody is more right than they are wrong. Everybody is better than they are bad. If we start to appeal to these parts of ourselves like we used to because we didn't have police, fire, and hospitals, we had to depend on each other, everybody was more good than they are bad, everybody's more right than they are wrong, judgment had to be out the door because your neighbor might be the only thing that stops a fire at your house or keeps you safe. The bottom line is, we need to learn how to relate to each other in that way. But we don't with technology and social media. We cult up and clan up with each other because we have to self validate what we think is right in this world. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment and the health and wellness channels, Dr. Gary Bell's. Abs- psychology. Now remember, soap operas have long been replaced by Facebook, TikTok, Tinder, and Instagram. Also, useful things produces useless people. Also, digital presence is like jail. You have a profile picture, you waste time sitting around and writing on walls and get poked at by people you barely know. Also, phone breaks replaced smoke breaks. Thanks for listening, everybody.